I sure would hope that anyone who comes to this program on a regular basis expecting some sort of informed football commentary slash insider stuff doesn't get insulted by the topic today. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Jets 24, Steelers 20. Okay. On so many levels. Not one of those games where you say, Ah, you blame this or you blame that, although people sure love to isolate blame. This game was the one that brought Kenny Pickett onto the field in Pittsburgh in front of the fans, the loving, screaming, standing, throbbing fans to open the second half. And Kenny played, I think, More than well enough, more than well enough to have taken the job from Mitch Trubisky for good. Please, please, please don't waste my time or anyone else's by bringing up three interceptions when you know that one of them was a Hail Mary and when you know that another one clanged right off of Chase Claypool's iron hands. Kenny made one dubious decision. He acknowledged that afterward to his credit, and that was the interception that ended up handing the Jets the ball back, at which point the defense couldn't stop them. Defense couldn't stop them at all. But he was under pressure and threw the ball to the right side as kind of a throwaway slash prayer slash maybe paddle be tall enough to get it anyway, and it wasn't a good idea. Too many white shirts over there, too much risk. Now, parenthetically, I feel obligated to add that Matt Canada might have given the ball to Najee Harris more than twice in the fourth quarter, but especially in that situation where there were three minutes and change to kill off. The Steelers were already close to Chris Boswell and his bionic legs, field goal range. All they needed to do was to have a couple of nice runs, a couple more nice runs, and everything would have been fine. But now let's throw the ball. Anyway, Kenny goes 10 of 13. The other three were picks, but here's the funniest stat of all. Out of the 13 total balls that Kenny threw, 12 of them hit the hands of his wide receivers. The only one that didn't was the Hail Mary. There's not a whole lot more you can ask of your quarterback than that. And I didn't even mention the two rushing touchdowns that resulted in gasp touchdowns. Remember touchdowns? Yeah, he did a little bit of that too. He earned it. He earned it right in front of everyone, except maybe one. It's the perfect time to advance your career and invest in yourself. Point Park University has lowered tuition on many master's degrees. Pay the same low master's price for courses online or on their gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus. Whatever works best for you. Choose from more than 30 Point Park master's and doctoral degrees. Save thousands of dollars with Point Park's reduced master's tuition. Visit Point Park 
graduate. I asked Mike Tomlin after the game if this decision that he made at halftime is going to stick and carry over into next week in Buffalo. This was his reply. You know, I'm not going to talk extended as we sit here. We did what we needed to do to put ourselves in position to win this game and um, we do it again. Um, but I like to just keep it where we are in terms of what transpired here today. We'll deal with next week, next week. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say, you know? I, I, I There were other remarks that he made in relation to why did he make the move. Well, he wanted to give the team a spark asked what he liked about Kenny's performance. He said that he liked the energy that came with it. I mean, you don't have to parse real hard here to figure out what he was saying. Place was dead. The team was dead and the season was about to be dead. So he reached into his emergency bag or whatever, or emergency hip pocket, if you remember that reference. And he pulled Kenny Pickett out of there and said, go out there. Let's let's get the crowd going into this. This is me talking, not him. But this is very clearly what happened. And this was very clearly his post-game justification in advance, I think, of going back to Trubisky which would be so mind-numbingly stupid that I can't even wrap my head around a way to share my opinion with you without insulting you. That's how bad this is. That's how bad this is getting. Forget the one and three. Forget the three-game losing streak. Forget that it could be 0-4 if Minka hadn't blocked that extra point in Cincinnati, and just consider just this, that Tomlin's not even taking a teensy-weensy little glance into the future. He's not saying to himself or to anybody else, hey, this kid's going to be the quarterback here, and this kid's already better than the other guy. He is. He might make some mistakes, but at some point or other, you have to make those on an NFL field. Do you really think that in the final four minutes of another NFL game in which the Steelers have a lead, he's going to make that same attempted throw in the direction of Fryermuth? No, no way. This kid's something else. This kid's special. And that moment when he came onto the field, the way those fans reacted and seeing the offensive lineman trying to quiet everybody down so that he could actually call the signals at the line. That was special. Listen to this. I asked Kenny about his uh, his emotions, his passion in the moment, whether it was coming onto the field or all that, oh, you know, spark or energy that he showed after scoring those two touchdowns. This was his reply. Uh, yeah, I know, guys, that, you know, a lot of emotions, but, I, you know, the only thing I'm thinking about is winning out there. So I was just kind of, you know, staying in tune with the game and what we needed to do uh, to come out with the win. And, uh, you know, that didn't happen. So something that I definitely need to learn from quickly um, and get it fixed for whenever my next opportunity may come. And he wanted nothing to do with it. Even if he could share stuff like that maybe with his family and friends, you know, over dinner later that night. But 
Yesterday, right after the game, all he's thinking about is losing. And for all I know, that might be what he said to family and friends, too, because that's just how he's wired. He's a winner. You want him on your side, not your side line. When we come back, J1Q... for just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Alex who asks, what the hell is going on with Claypool and his ability to make spectacular catches, but then drop ones that a guy of his size should be able to snag. It's like Deontay Johnson from a couple years ago. It's crazy. Alex, the first thing that I have to say in response to your question is that I I appreciate the passion with which you ask it, but believe it or not, there were many more that came in way more animated. People get really, really fired up after outcomes like this, but they get especially fired up when the outcomes feel preventable. In other words, the team didn't just get beat the way it might have felt after, you know, a couple of these other losses. This was, wow, really? Really? Like, it's the New York Jets, and this went wrong, and this went wrong, and that went wrong, and that went wrong, and you get worked up about it. That's how people were yesterday and into last night and communicating in this direction. And I respect that, and I get that. And I also will understand, as you might have picked up from my reference to this particular play in the opening segment Claypool's not that Claypool is not a deep threat and I think that's the distinction that needs to be made Uh, your comparison point to Deontay's bout with drops uh, from a couple years ago doesn't really match this one and let me explain why If you get Claypool out of the slot, which is where he's been lined up, and you have him run some quick slant or even a a straight-up crossing pattern, he'll catch the ball, and he'll have a pretty nice run after the catch. You know how I know that? Because Matt Canada actually tried that a couple games ago and then just decided, eh, that's working too well. Let's try other things. But when you put him in a position where he goes deep and he has to fight off someone else. Two things happen. One, there's this weird occurrence where he can't maintain his footwork and he actually falls. It's not even a a matter of not high-pointing the ball. That's wide receiver talk. 
but it's also like he'll just like collapse like a broken folding chair and you go what the heck is that and like you said he's got all this height but he goes from being 65 to being 56 who knows why he's actually to his credit openly discussed this did that over the summer and said it's something that he's made a point of working on but you know you have a guy in George Pickens who does this stuff like other people breathe. That's who he is. We saw it again. We finally saw him get targeted eight times, six catches, 102 yards. This kid's just, he's a natural downfield, whereas Clay pulls a fish out of water. That's, that's the problem here. That ending up as an interception for Pickett is really unfortunate. I know that's going to be the subject of some debate, especially since some people, for whatever reason, other than Tomlin, continue to cling to Trubisky. I I can't even fathom that, but they exist. There are also people who think the earth is flat, but whatever. The ball that Kenny threw toward Claypool wasn't exactly a bullet. What he wanted to do was what he did. He lofted the thing. He put it up in the air where only the tall guy should have gotten it. You'll notice that when he did that on another occasion to Pickens, it resulted in a catch and everyone said, yay! This time it was, let's dissect the quality of the pass. Give me a break. It hit him between the hands. No, no, no. On the hands. Plural. Both hands. That's on the receiver. A hundred times out of a hundred. And Here again, Claypool acknowledged that, said he wished he'd caught that ball, that it was there. That's that's a thing, but a lot of this also points back to the coordinator. I hate to like I I hate to sound like, well, you just ditched one scapegoat, let's jump to the other. I've been pointing to these two guys, Trubisky and Canada, equally for the entire month that this regular season has gone on. And heck, I don't even know that the Trubisky thing is in the past tense yet. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.